welcome to another episode of ASME TechCast that brings you the innovators, the innovations, and the topics that push the envelope of engineering. This is Chitra Sethi, Executive Editor Media at ASME. about artificial intelligence in automotive engineering, the first thought that comes to mind is autonomous vehicles. AI has had an incredible impact on autonomous vehicles. Today we will speak with Dragos Machilka, Executive Technical Director at Ford's Research and Innovation Center about opportunities and challenges in mechanical engineering in autonomy and AI. Dragos gave a keynote about this topic at ASME's International Mechanical Engineering Congress and Exposition held virtually in November 2020. Hello, Dragos, and thank you for joining us today. Hello, my pleasure to be with you. Artificial intelligence has seen a rapid implementation in several industries. How have you seen AI impact automotive? Well, as you as you mentioned, the, the first place where, where it comes to mind when you talk about AI in automotive industry is uh, autonomous vehicles. And indeed, it has had a huge impact on making uh, vehicles autonomous rather than automated. When I got my PhD thesis back in 97, uh, we were talking about automated vehicles. And the concept of automation in vehicles is actually not that new. It started in the 50s, and it, it was always... 20 years out. It's only through the advent of AI that we're able to think of autonomous vehicles being you know, 10 years out and then five years out. And now we're, we're actually starting to see them being tested on the road. So the, the effect that it has had on our industry has been tremendous in terms of autonomy. But then there are all kinds of other applications that they can think of from customizing the vehicle for a particular individual to applications that we can have in manufacturing and even uh, applications in credit and design and finance. So it has a very broad uh, set of applications in, in our industry. You alluded to car uh, manufacturing, and AI has obviously had an impact on that as well. How have you seen that evolve, and what are you seeing at Ford in terms of uh, AI's impact on car manufacturing? Yeah, so as I said, in manufacturing itself, there, there is an enormous amount of data being being produced through, through all the, the machines that, that we're uh, using. But here's some some specific examples Uh, robots until now you typically program them in a very explicit way you are very in a very deterministic way but there are certain parts of the assembly that that require sort of the the human finesse uh, a human understanding of what's going on in that process in order to move forward you can be very explicit with a particular path planning of a robot uh, when when performing certain processes. And yet now, machine learning can actually understand what the human is doing, understand the environment, and behave, make the robot behave a lot more like a human hand. That's, that's one application. Another one that's, that's huge right now, uh, it is growing in importance, is uh, inspection. Again, machine learning for machine vision is becoming a, a, a huge, it has huge developments in other industries, and we can learn from that. And perform a lot more inspection automated. So you can now starting to detect cracks in stamping that, that would be very hard to, for a human to detect. You can start detecting specific steps taken in, in assembly by, by humans and remind them if they missed a, a particular step or if the 
torque of a bolt isn't to, to spec. We, we've inspected even wrinkles in, in, in seats. All of this using vision, uh, either cameras or um, LiDAR, short range LiDAR, basically uh, point clouds. Uh, in, in AR, together with, with machine learning and the expertise of the, the people who, who work in the field to actually create inspection systems that, that they use vision uh, and artificial intelligence to, to detect really quickly uh, malfunctions in, uh, in the industry. And then lastly, is the other sensors like microphones, where you can actually listen for sounds that may indicate a failure in a bearing or that may indicate a failure in a conveyor belt that again, a, a person who's been on the, in the plant for, for years um, has developed this, this knowledge, this inherent knowledge. And now using that same data, you can train an AI system to identify the same, the same issues. What are the main challenges of AI implementation in automotive? There's several, at least for, for now. One is gathering all the data. So yes, we are producing an enormous amount of data, but being able to bring it in the right format and cleaning it and even extracting it from the, the silos we have it in, it certainly has been um, a challenge. Implementing it in, in vehicles, we, we have two challenges. One is power, because typically this, the, the uh, machine learning platforms are still relatively power intensive. And even though we, we have a decent amount of power in the vehicle, uh, it still translates into quite a bit of power consumption, which translates into heat production, uh, which also translates into uh, shortened range. And then the, the other element is cost. Uh, we're still a very cost-sensitive industry. We still worry about uh, a few pennies here and, here and there. So the combination of power, cost, and data um, certainly are, are, are being challenges that, that we're, we're working through. And finally, to, to some extent, getting people to, to understand that this is an, an industry where machine learning can be applied to, to hire the right talent. And a lot of times we, we don't honestly get on people's radar screen properly that we are an industry where artificial intelligence can be applied and therefore it can be a career path for them. That's a good segue to my next question. What role do mechanical engineers play in this intersection of AI and autonomy? And what are the opportunities for them? So let's start with sort of the, the, the simpler parts is, you know, designing components. Uh, so when you first think, when you think about mechanical engineering in, in general, you're thinking of components, the, you know, suspension components, um, sheet metal components. Those typically we've done them, again, in a very deterministic way where um, we, we, we connect the, the, the members, uh, the, the structural members, in, in, we, we design them in a very uh, deterministic way. Now we can actually start using artificial intelligence to come up with optimal solutions where as an input, we just give uh, the system the connection points and the stresses they need to, to sustain and then let the system actually work through through this. And you come up with, with all kinds of interesting shapes that as a human, you would have not been able to, to necessarily think through them because it, it, it goes through, through, through an enormous amount of iterations before you actually reach that, that optimal shape. Another interesting thing is that you also need the, the application of 3D printing to get you to this point because a lot of these shapes, you're not necessarily able to produce them to traditional 
uh, subtractive manufacturing. You need to use additive manufacturing to reach those shapes. And in an interesting anecdotal way, it's, it's kind of fun to see that most of the answers that, that you get, these structures start to look a lot like, like humans' bones, like human skeletons. So it, it kind of shows you how nature has evolved over millennia, it, kind of the same way AI starts uh, evolving these this elements through uh, artificial intelligence. And then other areas where, where you can apply this that I think is very interesting is when you, again, when you start talking about autonomy, um, when you start looking at this data applied to a vehicle, it, it brings up an, an, a completely new level of safety and of that physical element. So it's one thing when you analyze data and you may have an error that you know may not lead to the right ad being presented to someone or the right uh, moving being to suggested to someone. When you start applying artificial intelligence to autonomous vehicles, you start you have to worry about the safety. So you know, from, from a personal experience for, for a long time, from the office in, in Palo Alto, I've been pushing my Ford colleagues to move faster like Silicon Valley. On the other hand, you start realizing that, you know, moving fast and breaking things in this industry is a safety, has safety implications. So you need to start bringing back that knowledge into artificial intelligence development to realize when you actually need to understand what happens in those networks, when it's an element that's safety critical, when you need to make that trade-off between just letting the AI system figure out the optimal solution or when we have maybe simpler, cleaner solutions that have already been developed in terms of vehicle dynamics or, or kinematics. So as AI advances and you know, there's more in this area, what skills will become increasingly valued in automotive companies? Yeah, so definitely that, that intersection between artificial intelligence, computer science, uh, obviously electronics to, to, to understand the kind of compute power and mechanical engineering. So a systems approach to mechanical engineering where you, you need to have some skills in computer science, you need to have some skills in, uh, in understanding hardware in terms of silicon hardware and and at least a basic understanding of artificial intelligence and how to use it you know as a mechanical engineer you don't necessarily have to understand exactly how those algorithms were arrived at how the networks are, are built but you do need to understand to have a very good understanding of the inputs and have a very good understanding of what had, happens in the hidden layers of the elements that you don't understand, that you don't see. How do you develop the, the cost function? How do you interpret the data that comes out of a um, machine learning algorithm? We can't rely 100% on just the answer. That answer needs to put, be put in a context of, to, to some extent, intuition, to some extent, that, un, that understanding of mechanical engineering, uh, an understanding of what is feasible to produce uh, with additive manufacturing, what's feasible to produce with subtractive manufacturing. So it's, it's that combination between understanding the physical world and atoms and understanding the machine learning, the, the, the um, computer science world, and, and basically bits. So I think that in the future, having skills that combine atoms and, and bits uh, is, is why, what's going to lead to, to a perfect mechanical engineer. One last question for you, Douglas. When can we realistically expect widespread deployment of autonomous vehicles? That's a, it's a simple question with, with a much more complex answer. So as I mentioned in the beginning, the, the concept of autonomous vehicles started as early as the 50s and it was 20 years out, almost 20 years out. 
then you know it became 10 years out then now it's probably five years out but uh, it's always on a rolling basis on the other hand you start seeing autonomous vehicles uh, of f different forms and and shapes already being de de uh, deployed so i think it's important to talk about the levels of autonomy uh before we talk about the timeline so you know that there, there are these five levels of autonomy de uh, defined by sae society of automotive engineers level of zero being basically no autonomy at all it's fully manual level five you can drive in any environment any situation no matter what frankly i you know uh, oddly enough I'm, I'm actually a skeptic of level five i don't think we'll ever reach that level one because it's very complicated and two because at this point in time i don't see a business model that where level five um, actually makes sense but we are all working on level two plus so basically providing manually driven cars with a lot more autonomy and safety elements. We're working on level three, where on the highway, you can actually take your hands off steering wheel and for extended periods of time, you don't have to actually drive. Through our partner, Argo.ai, we're working on level four. So where now you have robot taxis and full autonomy, so no pedals, no steering wheel. But if you look broadly, the, the industry is starting to segment quite a bit. You start are starting to see work on trucking. So uh, you have highway driving from city edge to city edge for trucks. At the other extreme, you have last mile deliveries. So inside the city, uh, relatively low speed, taking it from warehouses to, to, to people's homes. Start sending, seeing campus shuttles. But even more interesting, through, through all the work that we've done, we as in the, in the automotive industry we've done over the last five years or so, you're starting to see the, the technology going into construction, uh, mining, agriculture. So when you talk about autonomy, to, to some extent, you're already starting to see that the, we're reaping the, the seeds of what we've invested over the last five years. You know, by the time we're going to get to a level of, you know, what you saw in the Jetsons, uh, I, think still, I still think it will be several years out. But uh, at the same time, it could be one of those exponential situations where it looks linear right now. It looks like we're going slow. And then all of a sudden, it's just going to be all around us. So honestly, when people ask me this question, all I can say is that I honestly don't know when. All I can say is that when, you know, 20, 30 years from now, when we're going to look back, this is the decade of inflection. This is the decade when things have started to change. Great. Thank you so much for your time, Dragos. It's been my pleasure. This has uh, certainly been fun and uh, it's, it's good to talk about my thesis once again. This is uh, Chitra Sethi. If you like this episode, listen and subscribe to more episodes on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening.